Hey everyone, Mario Salinas here. It's that time of the year again when we joyfully and with great expectation make an appeal to our worldwide Wisdoms Echo family, that is you, for a trade into our team of teachers and presenters on this wonderful platform. As I record this very message, we are now nearing 1 million listeners on Wisdoms Echo. There are many reasons for this ever-increasing success of our daily podcasts. However, Ian, Grant, and I attribute much, if not most, of our impact to the excellent character and gifting of each of our presenters. We honor them with everything in us, and we ask you to consider giving a generous trade with us to that effect. We will begin receiving trades on November 21st on the Origin Gate site. There will be specific instructions there for this initiative. And our giving will culminate in a final trade to be received at the close of our last roundtable for the year on December 10th. That would be December 11th, New Zealand time. We thank you in advance for your generosity and largeness of heart. We honor you. We honor your households and your generations for your trades. Consider this and join us in giving generously. Shalom, everyone. Welcome guys to Wisdom's Echo, this is Stevie McKee and today I want to speak about death to self and open heavens because there is a connection. I am so keen to see God move in my nation and the nations of the world, the nations of the earth and to see that I've been asking the Lord what is it that we don't have? I mean this is partly why we're doing the Celtic school and if you don't know about the Celtic school, you can go to the CelticWay.net and have a look. Because myself and others were asking questions about why are we not walking in the power? Why are we not seeing God move the way he did even years ago? I mean, we all know God wants to do something greater, but why are we not seeing that? And different answers have came really in different ways from the Lord. Uh, many of you know this story, I tell it a lot, where God told me to go up north the north of Scotland, because the north was calling me. He spoke to me through dreams. One person, a woman, a friend, who she actually had a, heard an audible voice saying, tell Stevie he's got to go north to the Hebrides. And the Hebrides is where revival happened in 1949. And God began to speak to me in various ways. And, and not not so much like a lightning bolt from heaven, but just like it drops, things drop into your spirit bit by bit, stage by stage. And... The whole message of death to self really is what God's been highlighting. Not just that message, but it's the main theme. I mean, when you look at the lives of the different saints, death to self, the cross, embracing the cross, was a huge part of the reason they walked in power and authority. And it's connected to baptism in a way that we've maybe not even realised. Let me just read this from Matthew three thirteen to 17. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and do you come to me? Jesus, Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfil all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. 
and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him, and a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, in whom, with him, I am well pleased. Now, I've read this many times, and maybe you have as well, and you go, that's awesome, the heavens opened. But it did not click, it did not, um, I did not realise the connection to baptism and the open heaven. I just read about the open heaven and, and God speaking and saying, this is my beloved son. But actually it's connected to baptism and Jesus said he had to be baptised. It was essential to fulfil righteousness. He had to do this. So my question is, why? Why was the open heaven connected to baptism? Well, let me just read Romans 6 verse 3 to 12. And it says, Or do you not know that as many of us that were baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Even so we also, in other words, in the same way Christ did. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, Certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. I want to read more, but I just want to stop there. If we want to walk in the resurrection power, the anointing, that which the saints of old walked in, we have got to get a grip of the reality of what the baptism is. When you're baptised in water, you're totally immersed. It represents dying to self. It represents you being crucified with Christ. But it's not just a theological reality, although it is. It must become an experiential reality in your life where you walk through the reality of death to self. Because it's only then will we begin to walk in the power that we're supposed to walk in. If we're not immersed in that death, if we're still alive, our old man I'm talking about, the old ways, the old way of doing things, then we will not walk in the power of the age to come. We can ascend or do anything, all the spiritual things that we do. But if we're not dead to self, there's something lacking. And it was that death to self that Jesus said I had to do this. He was dead to self, but he was symbolically stepping into it as a man. And as he went into the waters and came out of the waters, it was then, and only then, that the heavens opened. In other words, there was an open heaven where the Father could speak and the Father was heard and some heard like thunder and but Christ heard his Father speaking. And if we're looking for open heavens, we have got to grasp the reality of baptism, that we actually have been baptised into Christ Jesus and we were baptised into his death, but we also have a choice not to live in that place of his death. We can live out of our own soulish realm, like where we are living out the flesh realm, where we're not living in the spirit, we're not walking in the spirit, we're not putting on Christ, we're not putting on the new man. And we need to put on the new man. Let me just continue reading. I'll just read that part again. If we have been united together in the likeness of his death, in other words, the symbolic expression of that was baptism, that just as his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. 
if we can grasp the revelation of the baptism that we have been crucified with Christ, buried with Christ, our old man, that sin nature, is buried already. It has been done, absolutely, but some people might just settle for the theological reality of this rather than experiential reality of this. I want to step into the reality of been dead to self of the union with God, of being separated and cut off from all the sin nature that held me back so that I can enter into the resurrection life because it's there that the power dwells. It's there that the glory dwells. It's there that we can walk in the realms of the heavenlies. It's there that you can walk and live from a elevated position where you can live in that beyond the veil um, lifestyle where you are not just visiting heaven, where you are not just ascending, but you can live an ascended lifestyle. But only if you're dead to self, only if you embrace this union that happens because of the baptism, the baptism in water, the baptism that represents death to self, the baptism that represents the death of your old man, your old nature. And this is one of the keys that God needs us to grasp. We can learn all the knowledge we like. We can learn hundreds of seminars, go to hundreds of seminars, do teaching schools, I don't know, read books, watch DVDs, downloads, wherever. We can watch it all day long. But if you don't grasp this, then it will all be meaningless. And you will not be able to function as you desire. You'll not be able to fulfill your scroll, your destiny, as you desire fully, until you embrace your death on the cross with Jesus, until you embrace that you are crucified with him, and not just a theological concept, but a reality where you experientially walk in this, you begin to manifest not just the death, but because of the death, you begin to manifest the reality of the resurrection life of Christ. You die to live. I think in the previous um, podcast, uh, that was the name of it, dying to live, that we are dead so that Christ can live in us and through us. And this revelation is one of the secrets to how the Celtic saints that we often talk about, how that revivalists of old, how they could walk in greater power than what we see today, because they embraced their death. They embraced their death. Now let me just keep, now if we should no longer be slaves of sin, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. That is the key. It's not just dying. It's not just that's half a message. That's half the revelation. If you want to live, truly live, you've got to appreciate the reality of the revelation of baptism. You must really pull it into your own uh, lifestyle where the reality of the death and burial and resurrection of Christ begins to operate and function in your life so that you begin to walk in a realm of the resurrection power of Christ so that it's not just knowledge, head knowledge about all the supernatural stuff that we're going to walk in in the future. It won't happen. None of it will happen unless we are dead, fully dead. But then you live the life of Christ. You become a Christ man like John G. Lake. He went through an experience like this where he was engulfed in the clouds and he said it changed all his nature. He was utterly transformed. And he said then he became a Christ man. And as I often tell the story, it's then they could put the bubonic plague on his hand. 
and the plague would die. Why? Because he was no longer alive. The old John G. Lake was dead. That old nature, the flesh nature was dead. It was the new man. It was the spiritual man. It was the Christ man. It was the resurrected man who was alive now, who was anointed, who was full of the power of the Spirit, who lived in holiness, who lived in that realm of the Spirit, that seated position, the heavenly position, seated in Christ Jesus. We can all quote the the nice scriptures and we think that's awesome, but unless you're dead, you don't live there. Unless you're dead, you don't function out of that seated position. Yes, there's a seat in heaven for you. We are seated in heavenly places, but the the way to it is through death. It's the death and burial and resurrection literally happening in your own life. Christ is the model. He was the one to follow, but we've also got to walk through that journey until we are dead. So likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. That's the key. You reckon yourself dead. You believe you're dead. You believe in the power of grace that's been put in you. You begin to realise that grace is not mercy, but grace is an, a, an enablement, a power that enables you to overcome all the things that hinder you from being holy and clean. So reckon yourself dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. Death to self isn't the end. It leads to resurrection life and full salvation. Full salvation. I want to read this. 1 Peter 1 4, 6 says, We are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish, never be defiled and never diminish. It is promised and preserved forever in the heavenly realm for you. Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy, even though lately you have to put up with the grief of many trials. And my computer's just went a bit funny, so just give me one second. Right, CBC, revival. Oh. I'm just putting in my code. There we go. So, the way to this resurrection life, the way to enter into the fullness, the way to enter in to this perfect inheritance, the way for you to fulfil your destiny, your scroll, is to embrace the fact that you've already died, that you have been crucified with Christ, that you were strung up with him, that he died, but you also died. But I know people just quote that and they enter in again to the theological concept of it and they believe it. But I'm talking about something beyond that. A.W. Toza says there's a theological concept that, or a, a theological union he talks about. And he says, but we've got to go beyond just the theological union. We've got to enter into the uh, uh, experiential union where you begin to feel it, you experience it, you live it. But the key is believing it. Believe in it. And it's through this that Christ will be fully revealed in us. The apocalypse. Reveal. It means to take off the cover that is disclosed. To uncover. Lay open what has been veiled up or covered up. To disclose. To make manifest. That's what's going to happen in us. Christ is going to be revealed in us and through us. But you've got to embrace death. And I would suggest to you. If you want something practical to do. Is use the scripture that says search me and know me. And ask God to search you for the parts of your life that need to be crucified, that you need to embrace 
the death. You need to embrace the true baptism that you experienced when you were water baptized so that then you can move on to the resurrection life. Because it was then when Jesus was baptized that the heavens were opened and his father spoke. How would it be if the heavens opened in your region, your city, your town? Because there was one man who was dead. I think it was D.L. Moody who said, The world has not yet seen what can be done through one man who is fully yielded to God, fully surrendered. And I believe that. What does that mean? One man who has fully embraced the baptism into the death of Christ, into that place of dying to your old man and being alive to Christ. The world, the earth has not seen what can be done through one man. But what can be done through a company of believers across this planet who are dead to their own ways, their own selfish ambitions, their own flesh life, their own opinions? What would happen then? We would have opened heavens and were cities, regions, villages, towns. Because when you're truly baptised into his death, the heavens are opened. This is Steve McKee and this is Wisdom's Echo.